This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. of the morning, Dan and Amy. And uh, Amy, uh, just uh, wanted to pass along a, a word I got yesterday. What? Uh, went to the nor- Northwestern Iowa game up in Evanston. Oh, yeah, we beat you 73 to 63. Uh, neither one of us played, but yes, Iowa did uh, win. Yeah, we won. Um, and by the way, I suggest, I, I, I wanted to go because I wanted to see what the new, new, so league, the newer right, Marino. Yeah, you know, well, trying. It's yeah. unbelievable. The uh, makeover, it's really a nice venue now. It was terrible fan oh, experience it was, before. It's good. It was like a high now. school gym before. And uh, if I can, uh, if I can recommend, you want to go see a Northwestern basketball game. We're talking about Northwestern. May I suggest, if I could, offer a recommendation what is for the Korean show? beef in the Wilson Club, <laughs> which is the only place to see the game. You sat in the Wilson Club? Yeah. That's where you You're such it. a snob. Uh, two rows in front of the great Doug Collins. Really? Did he say hi to you? Hi, uh, Dan. No, I said hi, Dan. I said, you know, big oh fan, my. great to see you, Coach. Oh, you're such well, a he's there, nose. Was, Obviously, he's there to, you know, cheer oh, on yeah, his cheer kid. His kid. Yeah, right. Chris. Doug Collins, well, Illinois State's very own, number one pick in the 1973 draft, four-time All-Star, mm-hmm. great perm in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dick gets all the credit for his perm. Oh, Doug Collins had a great 1980s perm. And a bi-level perm at that. And I think that's yeah. underappreciated about his career, the perm. And frankly, if he could have gotten along a little bit better with the front office, he'd have six rings. But I didn't say that to him. No, you didn't say that to uh. him. All right. oh, again, what was the final score? Uh, Iowa won. But here's the thing. I was a mediocre team, too. So don't get too excited about Iowa this year in the big time. Uh, Jeff Moe, though, did take me aside and he said, could you tell Amy I want my Letterman's jacket back? <laughs> That's her secret. He also said, I couldn't believe back in the day she dumped me for a competitive eater. <laughs> so I just wanted to I pass did. along the word that I got yeah. from Jeff Moe. He graduated. Iowa great. Yeah, yeah, thanks. All right. Uh, <laughs> we have to get back to serious topics. We can't just talk college basketball, Amy. And to help us with uh, some sobriety is Mike Gallagher, our colleague. Mike Gallagher's host of the Mike Gallagher Show. X follows us at 9 a.m. Mike, thanks for being with us again. Appreciate Dan, it. Amy, did you notice he sat two rows in front of Doug Collins? He made sure to say that he didn't sit behind Doug Collins. Exactly. He sat it, uh, and he had a better seat than Doug Collins because Dan, Dan, you know, is the man with the plan. He gets into venues and he goes where he wants to go, and he sits in the club, and uh, he just, uh, you know, he's the elite. He's Mike, part of the one. Do you know Chance the Rapper retweeted one of his tweets? Yeah. Uh, who doesn't know that? I've been talking uh, sure. about it for, for months. Yeah. No, it's, it's a big deal. There's a lead. Uh, Mike, look, it's not important who <laughs> sat two rows in front of whom, but yes, I was in front of Yeah, I, I noticed you brought it. I, I noticed you mentioned You didn't say you sat near Doug Collins. I've, I've done that before. I'm like, I sat four rows in front of uh, Steve Martin at that play. You know, just, you guys counted. Don't too, make a big deal so about sad. it. Why are you making a big deal about I'm it? I'm just an observer. Yeah. All I heard, I'm listening to the show. I'm listening uh-huh. to Dan and Amy like I do every morning coming into work. Uh-huh. You know, and I've got you on the app, and I'm driving through town, and I'm saying, oh, two rows in front of Doug Collins, eh? Okay. Yeah, a, a big Broadway show star like you, you're driving it, you're being driven in. No, 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 I drive, I oh, drive. All right. I used to Uber in, but I, I got so sick of uh, 
the herky-jerky Uber drivers oh, that and trying to listen and read the paper and stuff. So now I can just kind of – I really do. I, li- I listen to you guys every single morning driving in and here in Manhattan. It's uh, a chilly 30 degrees. I'm looking up at your screen. It's 19 degrees in uh, Chicago, so yeah. we're a little warmer than you are. But, no, listen, you guys are great show prep. Now, a lot of people notice, a lot of Dan and Amy listeners notice that I bring stuff up on my show that you've covered. And, uh, you know, I just try to – you guys put you you raise the bar high. I just try to climb it. All right, thanks, Thank Mike gosh. Gallagher, sucking <laughs> up to Amy like that. <laughs> Golly, no, I mean I wanted to get all antagonistic with you, but you're going to be so nice. I can't why feel guilty. Well, why? Why antagonistic? I'm I'm What's there to be antagonistic about? We got a president who's fighting for Americans. We got a president who's uh, finally showing Nancy Pelosi uh, what it's like for have her, to have her meet her match. You got a president who's going to put a, a big spotlight on the border. We got news about twenty dead bodies found near the border, 17 of them burned. Uh, Mexican authorities discovering 20 bodies yesterday near the city of Nuevo Laredo, which of course is close to the U.S. border. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting reports of uh, a, the number of sick kids soaring at the borders, uh, at the border rather, tuberculosis, flu, infections. They're referring, get this guys, 50 people a day for urgent medical care. You know, the fact that two kids died in American custody is awful, and, and your heart goes out to those children and their families, but I, I'm, a, I'm surprised there's not two a day, yeah, considering maybe. what we've got. We have, in the words of the Washington Post, an, we have an emergency. We've got a crisis. And the president is finally the first president in my lifetime who's come along who's trying to do something about it. And uh, you Yeah, know, but, but, but there's a problem. The problem is that he didn't bring enough candy for everyone when he had that meeting with uh, uh, the uh, Wonder Twins, Pelosi and Pagliacci, yesterday. That was great optics, wasn't it, the other night? They looked good the other night on that behind that podium. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. That was a really Somebody good look. Somebody said they looked like they were embalmed. I mean, it, really, it was like, listen, I go to Universal down in Florida. They have a haunted house. They have those, all those haunted houses. Pretty yeah. cool. And, and they need to do a Chuck and Nancy exhibit because was, uh, that was a scary vision. Somebody somewhere on the Democrat side thought that was a good idea. And, you're, and of course, Dan, you're right. You, you got both sides with their, their heels dug in. But look at, look at the optics of what we have. We've got a president who's saying, look, we've got a crisis. We want to do something about it. Democrats used to say we had a problem and used to, wanted to do something about it. Now, because it's Trump, they don't want to. And, and look what's emerging. You know, Chuck and Nancy, the, the, the American Gothic por- portrait. You've got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, uh, openly and, and literally saying that the illegals are more American that those Americans here who want law and order and want a secure border. You've got Democrat leadership doubling down like de Blasio in New York. I mean, you think Rahm Emanuel is a piece of work. How about de Blasio uh, and and his promise of of comprehensive health care for illegals and poor people? Mm -hmm. So you've got hundreds of thousands of people here in New York who are illegal immigrants who are going to get, I guess, mammograms and colonoscopies and mental health counseling. And, of course, he says free. Free means taxpayers. Right. Uh, you know, $100 million, he said. Tucker Carlson, I had him on the show yesterday. He, he laughed. He said, yeah, I got a calculator on my iPhone. $100 million times, you know, into 600000 that's $160 a person. You think there's going to be health care provided to the tune of $160 per person? These guys don't make sense. They're, they're, they're insane. They are desperate. They've never, they've never run up against a buzzsaw like Trump. And I don't know about you, Dan and Amy, but I don't see Trump backing down one bit. I don't, I don't think he's going to back off of well, this. Well, do you think he's going to, because he still holds a final card, and that's declaring a national emergency if this goes on for you know another week or maybe gosh god forbid a month 
Do you think he should, you know, uh, you know, say declare it's an national emergency? Not only do I think he should, not only do I think I should, but I think he will. It is the final card he has to play. If Pelosi is dug in and Schumer is dug in that they're not going to give him a dime for the, well, they said they'd give him a dollar for the border wall. You know what? That's all he can do. There's nothing else he can do. Uh, you know, I, one thing I, I, I have to confess I don't like about the Republican side, uh, and I noticed Hannity was doing this the other night on TV and a couple of other commentators, oh, it's not really that big a deal for, for these you know, hundreds of thousands of federal workers. Yeah, it is a big deal. It's a very big deal. You, we, we, none of us should forget what it's like to live paycheck to paycheck. And for people who are, you know, these TSA workers make on average $30,000 a year. So it's not like these are wealthy people. Uh, we 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 gotta we gotta keep them in mind and remember that that this is a big deal to people who aren't going to get paid tomorrow. No, I agree with that. However, one caveat to that: so absolutely empathy to people who are missing a paycheck, who get uh, who lose their jobs. Private sector, public sector doesn't matter. You want everybody to be successful, be able to support themselves, their family, all of that. You so bet. so stipulated. However, the shutdown, shakedown stories from NPR and USA Today that the guy who places my shoes just so on the conveyor belt quitting his job at TSA is the end of Western civilization is a little much for me. Listen, don't 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 think for one minute the, the Democrats care one whit about people who are not going to get their paycheck tomorrow. All, all of a sudden now, Democrats are asking, acting like they have fiscal responsibility. Are you kidding me? This is a joke. The reason there's a shutdown is because they're dug in. Trump has made all kinds of, uh, of concessions already. He's clearly willing to compromise. He's talked, all right, you don't want cement? We'll do steel. You don't want a, 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 a secure barrier? We'll do slats where you can see through it. I mean, he's, he's, he's twisting himself into a pretzel, quite frankly, to meet them halfway. He's a deal maker. He's used to that. He wants to win, and he will win, but, he, but he's willing to sit down at the table with them. When they say, no, we're not going to give you any support for a border wall, you know, bye-bye. Meeting's over. I'm taking my candy, and I'm going back to the Oval Office because uh, – or I'm going back to the residence because you guys aren't willing to talk. And, you know, whether the American people get that message or not, I don't know, but I do believe this president won't back down. Lindsey Graham is right when he says if the president loses this – he loses the presidency, yeah. and we're, we're doomed. We're going to be in big trouble in 2020. So do you think that, uh, assuming the impasse uh, stays in its, its current stasis, do you think that he pulls the trigger on his emergency powers and you know, risks the litigation that will come before his State of the Union address at month's end? I, perhaps. I mean, or, or he waits until the State of the Union. I mean, it's going to happen. You're right. They'll, they'll go judge shopping and they'll try to find a way to stop it. But I don't know the downside to declaring a national emergency. I mean, when you, when you can point to the, Washington, the front page of the Washington Post as confirming it's a crisis, we have a border crisis. We, 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 60,000 people, uh, you know, trying to get into this, this country and, and, and we see the, the funerals and the list is as long as your arm of people murdered and people killed and people raped and destroyed destroyed, lives upended by illegals who shouldn't be here. There are a lot of bad people that, are, that have come into this country, along with a lot of really good people who just want to work hard, and we get it. We understand that. We're, this has never been about uh, the, the good people. It's about the bad people, and we got bad people we're trying to stop. It's going to be interesting to see the Democrat, how, how, how far to the left they tack, guys, because honestly, if, you've got, if the best you've got is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Beto Robert Francis O'Rourke, 
um, you know, I like our chances. I mean, I really do. I mean, you got you go from two extremes. You got you got the Munsters with with Chuck and Nancy and American Gothic on one end of the spectrum, and then you got these young upstarts who are so far to the left and so radical that they believe that illegals are more American than Americans, and they and they're proud to say that. So you know, I, I don't think they have much of a vision. I just read an article yesterday, incidentally, in New York Magazine about Bernie. Don't count Bernie Sanders out in 2020. No, you know, and, never we need do. another white hair. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. But but you know what? I I kind of wrote him off, and then read this article that talks about how he's taking it very seriously, and he thinks that he's got a shot. Uh, of course, they all do. There's going to be about 167 Democrats who are going to try to challenge President Trump in 2020. He's going to have his hands full. Well, that's ex- uh, and that's exactly why Bernie has a shot if he can be a proxy for uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, right? Exactly. And he not only a proxy for her, but they you know, there's also some bad blood within the, that whole faction. Don't forget, he's an he's not a Democrat. He's he's an independent socialist. You know, he's a he's a communist, but that's a, it's a conversation for another day. But there's all this infighting within the Democrats going on right now between moderates and how far to the left we should go, how institutional we should go. And uh, don't 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 think it's just the Republicans who have a headache right now. The Democrats have a big fat headache on their hands. All right. You can hash this out with Mike. Gallagher, starting at 9 a.m. on his show. I'm going to try to be two rows in front of Doug, Doug Collins. There you go. That's, a, uh, that's, oh, that's the best seat in the house, Mike. Got, that's where you, you want to be. Mike Gallagher. And Bye, eat guys. your Korean <laughs> beef. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Take, Take care. Take care, guys. See you. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. The more you listen, the more, you listen. The more you'll know. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Morning Answer. On AM 560, The Answer. A 